Hello and welcome to the Sonic Fruit Film Podcast, where we aim to celebrate movies through the simple act of talking about our favourites. I'm Bennett Maples, and today I'm joined by the magnificent Joseph Betts, actor and voice talent, and by the peerless Mike Stiff, animator and filmmaker. In this episode, we're discussing The Matrix, which was not the explanation of simultaneous equations that we'd been looking for, but is, in fact, a cracking movie. So, The Matrix changed everything for all of us? I think it did. Blew my mind rather a lot. I have to say, um, it's a it was a pretty unique experience for me. I usually watch trailers. I, I usually keep up with movies. I really hadn't around this point. I was uh, I was doing a new job, and I hadn't been to the cinema for ages. I actually went into the cinema for this knowing nothing about it. Genuinely hadn't seen a trailer, hadn't seen anything about it. A friend of mine was going. I went along with him. Trinity moved into bullet time. And <laughs> genuinely, it, you know, one of the few moments in my life where I've sat in the cinema and thought, I have never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. This is going to change everything. I was just completely on board. I was kind of on board already. I mean, it you know, it had a great look. It was a comic booky kind of movie. But mm. yeah, I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, I think it just... It came just at the right time. It was, you know, kind of comic book and uh, anime and, and kung fu. It's almost sort of it almost felt like it was sort of building up to that, and then this broke, and then every, it changed everything, and everything that came after that then was couldn't help but kind of copy it and stuff like that. It seems to be the one for the for our sort of Western sort of world was was the big kind of gateway into all of that kind of stuff, you know, Ghost in the Shell and stuff like that had been going on before, but we we didn't know about it over here in America until afterwards. And then there was a big oh, controversy. Was it taking, was it kind of um, ripping off Ghost in the Shell and things like that, which is, I don't know. Yeah, sort... there's always haters. Yeah. And we, I mean, we know that, but The Matrix does attract some. Mm. I know a lot of people who like to go, you know, it's not that original, uh, you know, I was, yeah. it's, I suppose it's the musical thing of, I, I liked the Japanese imports, but yeah. it genuinely was the case with this, that people were saying that. I know for me, when I was, when it first came out, I, were, I would have only been about 10. I was, yeah. I was too busy with Disney at the time, but my brother went and saw it and I remember him when he eventually got it on DVD, he was like, you can come and watch this, come watch it. And I, I felt a bit like, oh, can I watch this? It's a 15. Oh, wow. Great. This is new. And it was, you know, I'd seen a lot of action films at that point. But again, because of the culture and everything, this was completely fresh. And I think one of the things that just stood out for me, you know, you say bullet time when you first see Trinity do it. It was a little bit after that. It's when she dives through the, the, the glass window. Because mm-hmm. not only have you got, that was like a cool little moment. But I remember what I really loved was just this, just the little beat when it's... Um, Okay, this isn't just a cool bit of action. It's when she's got the gun up and she's going, get up, get exactly up. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, It's like, oh, actually, they've got some character depth it's already. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I, 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 I watched it last night um, to before in doing this. Exactly what I thought. Yeah. And you don't pick up on it almost until later, but you see them be superhuman and then you just see yeah, that. you know what she can do. Yeah, and the then you go, she's The fact that she's vulnerable she's in any way yeah. is extraordinary. Well, also, I mean, it, it, it's testament to who's chasing her. It yeah. sets up, you know, yeah. we set up her as, much well, she can do anything. Mm. We know, you know, Agent Smith goes in going, your men are already dead. Which, again, is a oh, fantastic it bit. Really is. <laughs> yeah. I've sent two patrols up there, or sent two platoons, and he's like, are they bringing her down now? And it's like, no, they're already dead. <laughs> and you just think, that's brilliant. You, again, uh, you know, that's, you're, set, you're, you're teasing the audience there. 
because yeah. you haven't seen anything, you haven't seen any action or anything, no. but the fact that he knows something, he knows that this isn't normal. Yeah. And then and it literally cuts to, to them bursting her, through and she's sitting there on a computer. Yeah. And that sort of sums up the film, which is like, it's not, it's, you know, it, you can take so much from that that is about the Matrix, you know, the idea of a computer, of a single person being superhuman, you know, and that's, it's fantastic. It's a really great just opening scene, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've talked about it before, but I, I am a lover of dropping people into the action. Mm. This mm. really does, you know, the, the temptation to say, it's a world in 10 years from now or whatever mm. is just thrown aside for this. You don't need to know who they are. No. We're going to tell you everything you need to know because this is well written. Yeah, um, that's you know that's really great, and it's just exciting, I think, to be part of. And it's so thick with 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 story, and there is no fat on it. You know, what, watching it again, knowing we're talking about it today, every single thing in it has is thought out you know yeah. there's it starts off with the with a trace program running it's one of the first things it starts yeah. with and little numbers coming up as it kind of traces it and they're talking and they say we think we found him and they say and he's talk, she's talking to cypher and she he's, she says is this line untraceable sure? i can't yeah, think what the word yeah, is like are you sure this line is clean yeah, yeah. of course i'm sure yeah of course it go and then yeah. it's like then you i think we're being i think we're being um tapped whatever we better go well obviously when you realize much much later on that cypher obviously they were he she, he was part of that yeah and that's brilliant and then right at the very end you hear neo talking on the phone and it's the search program again and then it just goes error and you think ah right you know that's all there this kind of that's where it was going you know yeah um and and throughout it, I, I don't know if you have you seen the story um, storyboards at all. There's a book you can buy that's just storyboards. Of the I'm thing. sure I have. I think it's one of those things. When I, whenever I see a film and I'm like, oh my goodness, I love that. I have to learn as much as I can about mm. it. I I haven't seen it recently, but I have looked at them, mm. and it is very much um, the world is there already. You just, you just want to see it move. Mm. Mm. Is and and the the shots are exactly like it's so well thought out, you know, beyond beyond anything that I've really seen. Story storyboard to find finished thing, they're so close, you know, every shot. Um, framing of of the the two agents when they get out and just before the your men are already dead thing. What one uh, agent Smith um in the front and then uh, the other agent I don't know what his name is literally behind and to, to his right a bit is like it's pretty much exactly the same as that and it's just throughout it's just like that they've really they really thought about every single beat of it and and the element to it but i think maybe we talk a bit more about the the themes of it and stuff like that i mean what do you take from it as, as the overriding theme well that's yeah i was going to say that's one of the clever things about it as well isn't the spirituality and things are such that you can read whatever you like i mean i think pretty much every every religious organization in the world has has laid claim to it yeah um it's you know it feels almost heavy-handed from that point of view neo being mm. the one is so you know universally symbolic but mm. it does mean that you can take what you like from it really mm. yeah because even though they've as you say the the story is so strong and the writing's so strong but you kind of you kind of make it your own story by how you want to read in certain things like in you and i just said about the you know get up mm. it's a tiny beat but a lot of people wouldn't even thought about that they're just like okay we're loving this because of the story and and the, and this awesome action scene not mm. seen that before and then there's the people going oh, what about these each individual people what are their own stories and i remember when i saw it yesterday you know we said about the one you know this 
everyone can read what they want there. But I was like, I want to know more about how Trinity, sort of, what was her story? Because you hear about how um, she spoke to uh, the Oracle and the Oracle's like, you know, you'll um, you'll fall in love with the one. Mm. And I watched it yesterday, I went, yeah, but hang on a minute, she's, she's fallen for him pretty quickly because how long have they been around? But actually, how, how long has she been studying and following him? Mm. And that's... Again, you could again if you can look at no, it. It's, it's Keanu. Yeah, I mean, it's let's Keanu. face it. You know, Keanu walks in the room now. Well, it's going to take us very long. We're going we're to be pretty smitten <laughs> if we watch him. Yeah. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> Sit down. I I really like I, I really like the the way, especially early on, and I think they they do do it towards the end, but it's really early on when 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 Keanu or when Neo is is um, Mr. Anderson. You know, when he before he becomes Neo, should we say? It is so well done. Like everything flows. Like he's like he's in a dream world. He like you know, the cuts and and the way things work. He's in the nightclub, and then it literally like do you, you know the alarm cuts to the alarm, and then to the wiping of the window. It's because he's in this dream world. Mm. It's like a dream that is just uh, morphing into one thing, into the next, yeah. into the next, and there's it blurs those lines, which I think is brilliant because you feel you're feeling part of that. That he is just kind of he doesn't know whether he's awake, whether he's asleep. Is this actually happening? Um, and what I really like is is then they use that really well when he goes back into the matrix. He comes out, gets unplugged, and all that sort of stuff. And then <laughs> <laughs> I, that was the bit I felt uncomfortable with. I was like, I forgot how weird the bit was. Just when he takes it out the back of his head, yeah, yeah. not the bit when he took it out of his mouth. <laughs> it was the bit at the back of the head. I was like, oh, I yeah. don't want to think what that feels like. But yeah, so. yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 that like, probe was just... deep into him. Yeah, that it? was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence. It's fantastic, because it, especially for a person watching for the first time, because it goes. That's from, an awful lot of information yeah. to ask your audience to yeah. get their head around very, very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I know it's then explained a little bit more, but uh, yeah, you've got to believe an awful lot very quickly. Yeah, because you go it from well. it being in, in 1999, as they say, to then suddenly, like, you know, what, what's happening here? Yeah. Um, but again, they do it well because what they do is they set it up. It, it doesn't go like red pill or blue pill and he takes the red pill and then he falls to the floor and he wakes up and he's in this place it's that slow thing of of him sitting down and then kind of putting diodes on him so you know there's a build-up you know something's going to happen and he's like this is a tracer program so we can locate you so you're thinking what, what he's right there you know mm-hmm. um and you start to build up and then they start then he starts to see that he sees the mirror and then it sort of and it mends itself yeah. And then he touches the mirror, and then it sort of comes onto him. So you Just absorb him. You're, you're taking the audience through that. You you go from being in a standard. He's you know he's he's there, and it's the real world. To oh no, things are getting weird, and then. You know, you kind of then go. You know, it's a bit more of a transition rather than a just like. And you're now in a in a in a field of of a million, two million um, humans. Um, yeah, I think uh, what I really like about it is is the um, is the it's ba- basically comes down to self belief. That's what I, I watched it again yesterday, trying to think what is the actual theme. Like, you've got the religious things, but really, it's what I think we all take from it is, and that's what that's what a great story does. It boils it down to a bare essence of self belief. You know, the whole thing that Morpheus is saying to him. You know, you you um, free your mind. You know, like you can jump across this building but you have to believe that you're going to jump across the building. And that's really it throughout all of it. It all comes mm-hmm. down to that. And obviously it's then personified in him basically believing that he can stop bullets and he can, he can dodge fa- bullets. But that's faith, which is what I was saying. Pardon? But that's faith. 
That's faith. Well, yeah, no, yeah, very so true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ultimately, faith. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's what I, re- I really like. But I just love the style of it. It's just so. Oh stylish. yeah. Even though it's like you say, it's controversies and people saying it's taken from other cultures and stuff. For me, because it was like the first thing I saw of that. Even when I see that other stuff, I'm like, yeah, but I'm just digging the Matrix. Next, I'd rather go watch that again. Um, well, they have the advantage as well that they then did the sequels, which were whatever, whatever you make of them, they're yeah. vastly inferior. Mm. Um, I quite like them, but they are vastly inferior to, to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they also demonstrated that they can't do it every time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this was the perfect coming together of, you know, this was the film that they were clearly destined to make. Mm. Um yeah, everything just seemed to fall into place. They clearly knew exactly what they wanted, as you say. The detail is mm. extraordinary, and there's just nothing is superfluous to the mm. to the telling of the story and getting from A to B. Yeah, but what what I really like about it is they do have a couple of references to things, and there's the classic of um, Follow the White Rabbit, which is this sort of classic one that you always think of in the Matrix. There's Alice in Wonderland, and then they also mention the Wizard of Oz because he says, um, "Darcy, you should kiss." Kansas goodbye, bye bye, oh, yeah. or something like that. About that. Yeah, but I really like it. There's because those references make it a lot better than if the than if that they said right, you're going to learn kung fu, and he had dropped a Bruce Lee reference, or when and then the dojo, and he mm-hmm. he'd sort of mentioned something that would have cheapened it. But by mentioning those two that are very old now, yeah. and yet not what you'd expect a reference to be in a kung fu in that kind of sci-fi kung fu movie they're the two references they went with and i'm sure there's others as well but that's really great that shows a testament to good writing that they haven't gone well bruce lee or or mentioned anything like any of those sort of references i like that there's only like one tiny little reference to bruce lee which i think keanu reeves improvised right and it's not they don't it's not he's not doesn't say anything it's in the dojo scene and he just um he does the thing with his thumb and he pushed it against his nose. Uh, right. And, and I, I didn't, I completely forgot about it. Watched it yesterday and went, where have I seen that before? I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And I had to like, let me just research. Keanu Reeves improvised. Okay, that I really like. Because again, you can take that as Neo. Mm. Like actually, this is kind of like a childhood thing. I'm learning Kung Fu. Yeah. It's like, I want to be like Bruce Lee. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, I'm like Bruce Lee. Yeah. Because yeah, I, would, I would do something probably, I'll probably do the Karate Kid pose and then, <laughs> and then, and then trip up. But... <laughs> Yeah, I love that scene. The dojo scene is, I think, um, the, the opening scene really gets you into it. But I think the dojo is when I went, I'm sticking with this. Because mm. it was just the, not only was it a cool fight scene, but it's just the dialogue between him and Morpheus. Mm. He's just like, oh, Morpheus is so cool. Yeah. This is just. He's in complete control, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. You know, like um, when he said, you know, don't don't try and hit me and hit me. Yeah. And things like that. And yeah. Nia's doing some amazing stuff. He's only learned, just learned Kung Fu and, and Morpheus said none of it. And then it's, the best bit is when he's like really knackered he's on the floor and he's like um he says you're too fast and he's like yeah. is it do you think that's air you're breathing and yeah, he's yeah. like that's my favorite it, line because yeah. you said he's like do you think my any of this has got to do with my muscles do you think that's air you're breathing now oh, yeah. and then as an audience man that's like oh that's messed up my mind a bit because <laughs> yeah, yeah what not... is he breathing <laughs> oh we can get back up again this is great yeah and they reset the program and then they're just standing there again. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah which here we cool. go. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you said before, they, they kind of introduce all of these elements just bit by bit, don't they? There's mm. lots of kind of, you know, we're going to just throw you into it, mm. but then we're going to give you enough information just to process it. So, you know, let's take you here. Let's take you here. Let's take you here. Right. We know that you've now got it. Yeah. 
and off we go again. <laughs> go again, yeah. And I love the bit actually talking back to the, your bit to what saying about when he's stuck in his job and this kind mm. of thing. And I love it when uh, it's just after the training program. I think when he goes, that he thinks he's in the Matrix and he's walking along, and everyone's hitting into him. They're all in yeah. the suits, and it's kind of, I suppose, it taps into I think what something we all have, which is Neo special. Everyone else is in suits, and they're not, like they're just a bland sort of you know they're salmon walking up uh, swimming up the stream. And then there's the girl in the red dress, and then he's like, "Look again." Turns around and is, yeah. And they, obviously they're trying to explain, "Oh yeah, agents can be anyone." But really, I think that them Morpheus walking through and Neo getting hit by everyone, everyone that passes him knocks into him. He's trying to get yeah. through, and I think that's a lot to do with the theme of like the idea of kind of, um, you know, the faceless humans, and and the, you know, and everyone else is in in the system. Whereas, you know, you you know, and I think that plays on a lot of us as humans, we always want to rebel against that sort of system, yeah. isn't it? You know, you know, as you say, the the the, the job in the, in the one of the biggest softwares in, in uh, companies in the world or something, I think he calls it, you know, and that's what Neo was, was a little small cog in it. And then that's kind of also then a metaphor for like them walking through that and getting knocked by everyone that's instead inside the matrix and this idea that these guys are the rebels they're a part of they're they're away from the system the matrix is a system you know the thing that is now ruined uh something to do with real life is whenever someone says deja vu Mm. yeah i can't do that anymore if someone now says it i have to go what happened what is it well i saw this is it the same thing that means they've changed something there's been a glitch and there's 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 sad people like i say they're the sad people but the ones who don't get my reference and like what do you mean they've changed something yeah i think they'd have a different perspective on that but i know that makes me sad but um, (laughs) one day i'm gonna hope i'm just gonna happen to be by a curtain with a just a brick wall behind it so i can just pull the curtain like they've changed it everyone get out until that happens though i'll I'll just keep on trying. You just you should just buy that wallpaper and oh, put it yeah. on your door. So when someone when you come and comes into your office or something, shut the door and then they go, Oh my god, they've changed it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> okay, that's that's in the to-do list. Yeah, that's happening. Um I think I mean, because there's a lot of CGI in it, and I think but they I think they just handle it so well. They and the well, it's again, so I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying before. It is mm. the coming together of exactly the right mm. crew on exactly the right project. Mm. They so clearly know exactly mm. what they're after. Yeah. I mean, what you said about all the details, there's no fat in there at all. No. They're, they're so clear-minded about what they're after and what mm. what everything's, what purpose everything serves in the film. Yeah. Um, that even CG, which you know might either easily be handled badly, is great and then even in there i mean there are quite a lot of places where i thought it's dated mm. but it doesn't matter yeah. yeah um and that's i think just testament to how good the storytelling is because you believe the world yeah they, they they set the world up so well um like the like the nebuchadnezzar they haven't they didn't get out of the way to make it look like something like the enterprise mm. this was grubby and horrible the wires are out people are tripping up over stuff mm. and i think sort of like the best sci-fi's don't try and make it look they make it look old if you, if you make it if you make it look like something's already been lived in mm. then you're going to believe it more yeah like if it's um like you could have like the best coolest looking ship but sometimes you just know it's cg and it kind of takes you out of it whereas you you are you believe this is real and those people were there so you just enter in it that much more um and again it's this with the um the things that when they get plugged in when they lay down and he gets plugged in for the first time that's just that still freaks me out. Like you've seen it taken out, but somehow putting it back in is even weirder. And it just looks 
like there's the actual thing in his hand he's doing it feels practical yeah they're not there's not he wasn't holding like a a green stick he had this proper prop and you've seen what it looks like and it's horrible they don't press a button and a robot arm comes down and slides it in the back it's just them just them doing it being grubby and dirty Mm. um and and then even the clothes as well it's i love how it's so opposite when they're in the real world it's literally the material they've got out of somewhere and managed to rip holes in for sleeves. Mm. And then they're like, okay, the best thing about the Matrix, yeah, you can learn Kung Fu, but we're going to make you look really cool when you go in the Matrix. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll have all that and the sunglasses. And you do, I, yeah. I, I always I always think of this when I have steak, but I think of Cypher when he's t- with, meeting with, uh, yeah. with yeah, uh, and he same. says, you know, do we actually know, like, I know, oh, that's right, that's Mousy says about them um, chicken. Do, do they actually, do the machines actually know what chicken tastes like? Yeah. So that's why it tastes like everything. <laughs> but they, but then he says about the steak and he says, um, and he's like, you know, I know that this is just electrodes in my brain, telling my brain that this steak, and then he like eats it and he's like, oh, ignorance is bliss. And that's the thing, he kind of, why not be in the Matrix? Because it's so much better than yeah. living on a really rubbish ship, you know, eating um, yeah, porridge. Yeah, every time basically. I enjoy a good steak, <laughs> I think, oh, I'm glad I'm in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I, I haven't done that. I, I was about to say, I do, I do it with Deja Vu, but the next time I have a steak, I might actually go, every time I have this, it's telling me that it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and just just wait to see the waitresses walk past like, that guy's weird. <laughs> but that'll be the one person who's like, Ignorance is <laughs> That's a point as well. That that scene, and I really like that scene because it's any, any scene with more Smith, Agent Smith makes me happy. Mm. I, just, I love his um, in the first one. In the first one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's his accent. It's just mm. it's so sort of it's not it is American, but there's this weird tone to it. Um, he I read an in, an interview with him when he said he didn't want to quite he didn't want to sound like a human or or a machine, and it comes out with this really weird tone, mm. and it's even weirder when it's at dinner. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really well done though, and, and that's the thing. All those characters on the Ebenezer are, are quite good. I mean, a lot of them don't make it that long. You don't you don't learn that much about them. But it's, oh, it's Tank really and Dozer, hmm. again, that's hardly great, hardly in it. It's a great relationship. It, yes, yeah, it's so it. cool. You're like these yeah. guys are really cool brothers, and it's the bit when Tank first gets shot, and Dozer just goes, no, just charges at him, and you're like, yeah, and then you're shouting, no, and you just see the the beam going at him, like, oh man, these guys were cool. <laughs> That's a shame. But at least, you know, uh, Tank gets back up yeah. with a nasty, nasty wound. <laughs> but um, even though you, you believe they're brothers, you believe that they are in it. And I love that scene when he's, when he see with Keanu's like, um, Keanu, <laughs> like I'm on first name, first name terms with him. Um, it's like, you haven't got the pipes and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, um, we're purebred humans. You're like the old fashioned way. It's like, oh, okay. So that it's still going on. It's not like we have to keep plugging ourselves in. Yeah, and as Mike said, that's you know another thing that makes you just feel I don't need more than that. Yeah, mm. they're you know they're setting up this world. It's all there. You know what it is. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, it absolutely works. Um, what I really like is the um, especially when they're in the Matrix. There's there's a real gothic feel to it all, and I think. I love it when there's a bit when they're like, oh, you're bugged, and, and they get out this machine that's going to oh, yeah. suck the bug out. But what's really good, there's a brilliant bit, and it's so well handled. If you notice, they get this machine, and it's this kind of elaborate thing, and it, you know, stick it on them, and then they get the wire, and they plug it into the cigarette lighter. And there's so many bits like that. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. so they run this thing, and it's just like... Yeah, because how are they going to get power? And it's kind of it's not really there. It's like a computer program. And the same with the phones as well. When... when um, uh, Neo takes the blue pill. 
Or the red pill. I don't know which one. Which oh, one he, God, takes, the, he takes the pill. Say both and we'll... <laughs> yeah. Decides to go with them. Um, they start the phone... They start dialing the phone in. And, and it's it's the old rotary phone, but it's got like a it's got like a clip on it, and that turns the the sort of the arm turns and it's dialing a number. So it's not like they're using an automatic phone. It's an old phone, but it's twisting it round to, to dial in the number because you used to pull it round, didn't you? And then it'd roll back. Yeah. And there's just like that. It's just really well done. You know, just the right balance of kind of old technology, new technology. You know, the phone in itself is such a brilliant device to get them in and out of the matrix, and they've yeah, got to get. I, there. I mean, we're we're running out of time, but we should there, there should be a shout. We probably should have name checked most of the the production designers on this film because the look and feel yeah. of it is flawless. Yeah, you're there. Mm. It's you. You don't. There, there aren't scenes where you're going, "That's a great set," or "I wonder how they did that." You just believe that world. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really well done, and there's lots of little random things in there, that sort of that make you like when she's running on the rooftops. There's a there's a sign there I noticed that it's like it's something I think it's a gun. It's a gun with a hole in it, and it's puffing smoke out, and it's got all like lights yeah. around it. And it's just yeah, like really. Well, you mentioning that, we should probably say because we're in Norwich that there's also a Norwich Union sign. There. I always <laughs> say that. Yeah, and it just says Norwich. It yeah. pulls out, and there's a Norwich Union sign. Did you ever notice that? No. When Morpheus is captured. There's a bit where there's just this <laughs> shot of a window, which you I think can, is Melbourne. You can just very briefly see a, a <laughs> yeah. Norwich Union. <laughs> Norwich. <laughs> That's amazing. We're in there. It's fine. <laughs> and there seems like no better note on which to say thank you to Mike and Joe for joining me. Thank you to you for listening. Don't forget that you can email us via podcast at sonicfruit.co.uk or you can tweet at us via at sonic underscore fruit. Sonic Fruit Film Podcast is produced by Sonic Fruit, with music by Carl Cole and engineering by Jake Kenny and Jordan Brett. For more information, check out sonicfruit.co.uk.